Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Volume. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, Three and Out Podcast. That'd be me. That'd be the show. And this is a little thing we like to call the Middlecoff Mailbag. At John Middlecoff is the mailbag. Fire in to those direct messages on my Instagram. That's just my name, at John Middlecoff. And get your question answered here on the show. Very, very easy to do. We do it. We do one during the week. And then we do another one here on the weekend. So uh, content is king. That's what wise people say. So we do content. And we like interacting with you guys. So fire in those DMs. And yeah, I'm trying to think of any other housekeeping stuff. Well, obviously, just a couple weeks away from the draft. We'll just keep banging out podcasts. Um, And what else? I think that's it. You can go to the Volumes, uh, not YouTube, but they have a YouTube as well, but the volume.com. They got a bunch of merch, and we got some sweet Golo trucker hats as well as some sweet Golo polos. Go check those out. Cop them. Uh, good price points as well. And and yeah, I think I think that's it. We obviously are sponsored here by the, uh, the official ticketing app of 3 Now Podcast. Game time, just go download it in your app store. Use the promo code John, J-O-H-N, and get $20 off tickets to any event, concert, comedy show, games, baseball, basketball, hockey, hockey playoffs, big hockey guy. I love just turning on hockey now. I, I used to like kind of make fun of it, not because I didn't respect them, but just it just wasn't my vibe. It wasn't even not my vibe. I just wasn't that into it. And I'm not claiming to be super into it now. I'm not Wayne Gretzky. But I do enjoy when it's on television, especially the I've always liked the hockey playoffs. They just become like a war zone. You know, it's just a lot of respect. So you want to go to an NHL hockey game? Uh, I I would if the the only team by me stinks. So they're uh, they're done for the season. But promo code John, J-O-H-N, hockey playoffs. It's for the cup. Okay, let's start with this Uh, question for the bag. How come people aren't entertaining the Texans taking a defensive player with their first pick, then trading for Lamar Jackson? In one big move, they have an MVP quarterback and possibly the next Nick Bosa or Micah Parsons. That's a hell of a question. I think it's because people don't believe that the Ravens are going to trade Lamar Jackson. I read a headline today. Lamar tells Ravens, Get Odell Beckham Jr. and DeAndre Hopkins. It's like, I love I love it when a player uh, is mad at a team and starts giving demands. You know, I want Hopkins. I want Reggie White. I want Ray Lewis. You know, I, I want Randy Moss. It's like, okay, buddy. We, you know, we just had to give $15 million to Odell Beckham. 
I would rather now I know it's he's not technically a free agent. I would have rather just given the fifteen million to DeAndre Hopkins. But uh, yeah, I mean, just what what a bizarre situation. I also think if you're D'Amico, you kind of just want to take a deep breath. Get you know. If you do a huge trade for Lamar, now you have picks, so I guess it's not that crazy because you've got multiple first-rounders these next couple years with the with the uh, Browns. But I, I do think you just want to... This team's been really bad for a couple years. Kind of gain some inventory on the squad. Gain some inventory. You, you've never been a head coach before. Even though I'm a big believer in D'Amico, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I do that. Plus, you just have to give them all this money. So then you've allocated all this cap space to a guy that, you know, do you just have to create the Ravens offense for your offense? I I think it's just a little more complicated than just like acquiring, of course, Lamar Jackson being a massive upgrade for him. But when you factor in the money you got to give him, kind of changes the operation that they're kind of going with. I'm a huge Bucks fan. Way before the Brady era. Well, given that the Brady era, I, I'm not going to make fun of you. So I want to know your thoughts on what the Bucks should do this draft. Should we skip getting a quarterback this year and maybe hope to get Caleb Williams or stick with what we got rolling with winning football? Also, what are your thoughts of Jason Light? Well, your team's not going to be very good, right? You had the greatest quarterback of all time. Now, he was showing somewhat of his age and you had some injuries. And you went 8-9 last year, right? I'm pretty sure you were under 500. And then you got absolutely dog walked in that playoff game. So your, your team was, let's face it, below average last year with Tom Brady. So you are going to be 1 million percent worse this year. Your quarterback situation, I, I mean, what is it? Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask, uh, Devin White wants to trade now, which basically tells you that him and the, and the Bucks. Not on the same page when it comes to a contract. Because usually when a guy demands a trade, it's like they're not in the same ballpark when it comes to money. And I've always, I think he's obviously one of your better players, but it's a quarterback league. And your offense last year, because your offensive line and your run game was shitty, your weapons, you know, Mike Evans is getting a little older. Um, I, I think it's yeah. I, I think it's more of a reboot this year. I don't think the worst thing in the world would be to totally suck. Now the problem with that is, if you're Jason Light, are you just you did win the Super Bowl a couple years ago, and you put all your chips in the middle of the table, and you made the playoffs for several straight years, and had a bunch of success. Even last year, I mean, you won the division. It's not, I mean, it's not your fault, but the division sucked. So you lucked out a little bit, but you hosted a playoff game. So that's what? Several straight years of hosting playoff games? That's kind of a big deal. I guess you didn't host a playoff game the year you won the Super Bowl, huh? Because you played Washington. Then you played... Who'd you play in the second round? Then you played the Packers. I forget who you guys played in the second round. Obviously, you'd know. But you beat the Packers to go to the Super Bowl. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I would suck this year. But then does Todd Bowles get fired? Does Jason Light get fired? You know, I think Jason Light deserves credit. He was, you know, the 49ers did not want Tom Brady. Did not want him. The the Oakland Raiders, or maybe the Vegas Raiders at the time, did not want Tom Brady. He wanted Tom Brady. They got Tom Brady. They won a Super Bowl. Then the next year, they were, you know, hosting the Rams. 
in the second round of the playoffs. So, was it the first round? I'm getting my rounds mixed up now. But you know what I mean. I, I, I think the biggest question for you, like Jason Light's proven he, he can draft and sign good players. Is Todd Balls a, a good head coach? I like Todd Balls. Nice guy. Excellent defensive coordinator. Not everyone's meant to be the alpha. Not everyone's meant to be the guy at the head of the table. Includes all of us. You know, the, the, you just have to be so lucky. If you're in an industry, can you make a lot of money not being the top dog? Because if you can, then shit, you can lead, leave an inc- lead an incredible life, right? In some businesses, like you got to keep trying to get to the top of the food chain because the margins are smaller. There, there's less money. In some businesses, like you, hell, you could be the fi- the number five guy in an operation and make a ton. You know, Todd Bowles can make three, four million dollars being a defensive coordinator, and he thrives at it. I, I think it's more than fair to go. You know, this guy head coach, this guy any good? What's this guy bringing to the table? Because it's an offensive league, and he knows nothing about offense. So he's going to have zero. He's going to be able to dictate the quarterback, the offensive line, zero percent. And then when he becomes a head coach, he's just going to be less good at being a defensive coordinator. Just that's the nature of being a head coach. You, it takes time away. Like Brandon Staley, small sample size, but when he was the Rams defensive coordinator, they were really good. And since he's been the defensive coordinator slash head coach, their defense hasn't been as good with the Chargers, right? Two years ago, worst run defense, whatever, in the league. Last year, had some good stretches, but season's on the line. They give up four touchdowns in the second half to Trevor Lawrence. Because for most human beings, they cannot be Andy Reid, head coach, leader, play caller. Like Most people don't have that in the bag. It's why we give a lot of respect to younger coaches. McVay wins the Super Bowl as the O.C., Kyle Shanahan wins all these games as the OC. It's hard, you know, and, and clearly Bowles, you know, his greatest attribute is being a defensive coordinator, and he's really, really good. Fangio's a good example. Fangio is an elite defensive coordinator. He's just probably not a head coach. And you know what? What do you think he's making with the Dolphins? Four or five million bucks. So I, I, I always think that's the biggest question mark. Curious to hear your thoughts. If you think Dak will be the Cowboys quarterback after his current contract is up. In 2025, if I'm not mistaken, they don't seem to have any good way out unless they can make a trade happen, which I don't see. Thanks for the entertainment. Uh, yeah, I mean, I the hard part with a guy like Dak, and I, I put him as like a slightly better version of Cousins, even though I think you could argue their numbers are very similar. Dak just brings more mobility. Cousins actually might be a better down-the-field passer, but whatever. Both those guys are in a similar boat. And you could also put Derek Carr for a long period of time with the Raiders in that, in that boat as well. Is that when you find yourself with that guy in the driver's seat, it's very hard to pivot. Because that guy ends up making a lot of money. So if a sweet quarterback ever hits the open market, it's hard to kind of pivot. And then that guy's good enough, if, if you know what you're doing, and, and Cousins has been on successful teams in Minnesota, and obviously Dak's been on successful teams in Dallas, you're never going to suck. So you're never in the mix for one of the sweet quarterbacks. And it's obviously always hard to justify taking a quarterback at, you know, in the early 20s. Now, you can take quarterbacks in the mid-rounds, but as we know, the likelihood of getting Cousins or Dak in the mid-rounds is just as likely as getting some guy that's out of the league in a couple years. So you're kind of in a weird spot. Now, there are much worse spots to be in. 
I don't love Dak Prescott at $40 million a year because I don't think when you allocate a large percentage of the cap, you can he can carry you, right? And ultimately, once you make over... What it, money's all relative, right? So whatever the percent is, and right now to me, like that forty million dollar gap the last couple of years has kind of been the line of like, well, can this guy carry you to playoff wins? Mahomes, Brady, Rodgers, because if they can't, now we can nitpick Rodgers, but you know we'd all rather have Rodgers than Dak. I mean, at least the last several years, maybe moving forward, Rodgers is a shot, but we'll, time will tell. My point is that, that that's where I have an issue. Is like I, I like a guy making thirty million dollars. Because that's kind of what his value. It's like, well, that's just what quarterbacks get paid. Well, fine. You pay him that and don't expect to ever win a Super Bowl. Which, that doesn't mean you can't win 11, 12 games a year, host a playoff game, and get KO'd early in the playoffs. And that's fine. Like, that's... A lot of the league would would die for that. And there's nothing... You'd rather be that than, like, the Texans or some of these shitty teams, for sure. Like, the Cardinal, whatever. Right? No one's arguing that it's a terrible spot to be in. But at the highest level, and ultimately when you pay a guy $40 million, you're like, I think we can win a Super Bowl with this guy. And listen, it's very, very difficult to win a Super Bowl. Let's even change that statement. Can we be in the Super Bowl mix? And I, the Cowboys just simply aren't. As long as they have this current situation, like, I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. Now, some of it's not even Dak's fault, right? Is their coach, like, is Mike good enough? I've watched them the last two years in big games against the 49ers, one at home and one on the road, lose. <laughs> you know? It's, it's be one thing. It's like, well, you're playing Montana. Fucking playing Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy. Getting out coached. Get, and this year, they actually were had a better chance to win the game. But that's because of their defense. That's because of Dan Quinn. I mean, Dak's throwing picks. Like, I, I just don't trust Dak. Like, Dak turns the ball over in the playoffs. Now, one thing, and listen, I'm a big believer in this. Dak, I'm getting everything the dude has. It's why, like, we, you know, are critical of some of these quarterbacks. Like, does this guy even care? McCarthy said at the owners' meetings, Dak came in in the offseason. They've already gone through all his interceptions. Like, I, I, he does not want to throw picks, but he's kind of a flawed player because he doesn't have a great arm. He throws a very pickable ball. <laughs> you know, that's that's one of the issues. Like, Alex Smith. Why, you know why Alex had to be incredibly accurate? Because if he was a little off, it was a very easy ball to catch, right? Why did Phillip Rivers throw a lot of picks? Well, he doesn't have a great arm. So even though DBs play DB for a reason, right? Usually because they can't catch. Well, it's harder to catch, right? A Josh Allen fastball, right? It, it might bounce off your hands. But Alex Smith, Phillip Rivers, Dak Prescott, it's easier for me to catch that ball if I'm a DB with average hands. And I, and I just think sometimes, and sometimes it's decision-making. I mean, a lot of times it is, but I think it's a combination of it all. So it's just a complicated situation. Like, I don't blame them for signing Dak Prescott. It's just once you pay that type of money, I just think it's really, really hard to, you know, build a championship team. A lot of Washington fans are calling the Chase Young pick a bust and want to trade him. What are your thoughts? Is he a bust? Should they trade him? Or do we need to calm down since he's coming off an ACL injury? As someone slid into my DMs, I think I was talking about uh, Dan Snyder selling the team. And I think I said, you know, I love their roster, which I do. And I mentioned Crowder to go along with McLaurin. And they're like, Crowder hasn't been on the team. I, I get Crowder and Dotson mix up. Same player in my mind, but 
I like both the guys. I like Dachshund more, but you, you know what I mean. He's never going to be Miles Garrett. You know, to me, I always view Chase Young as more of like a Khalil Mack, more power and physicality. Now, I, what, what are we going to do last year? Dude's coming off a knee injury. Last year just doesn't count. Like, I, I'm not holding last year against him. Now, this year's a big year for him. What does he look like fully healthy? Does he come and be an impact Pro Bowl guy? Uh, that's the question. And, and does he show a guy that you want to invest the farm in? But I, I would not call him a bust by any means. I, I, I do think you got to know what you're getting, though. Like, you're not getting Von Miller bending the edge here. Miles Garrett. Like, you know, to me, and I, I could be wrong. If scouts are listening to this, like, no, he has that. Like, I always viewed him more as a power bull rush, in theory, dominate against the run. Like, that to me is what he has to be. And it's hard to do that if you're, if you don't trust your knee. Listen, you know, I'm dealing with the torn MCL right now. I'm playing golf through it. Some call me tough. Some call me kind of a wuss. But reality is your knee gets messed up. It's, uh, it can mess with you. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Love the show. In light of the PGA trying to grow the game with elevated events, and with their spokesman Rory withdrawing from the second elevated event this year, would it make sense for the PGA to change to three-day 50-hole tournaments? Uh, As a golf fan, I want to see my favorite players on the weekend, and this would be more or less make that a guarantee. The players would get more rest, travel, uh, would see them play a lot more often. Liv might be onto something here. Yeah, I think that's a non-starter. I mean, I think the PGA Tour, even as they change things, some of these no-cut events is is a fifty hole fifty is not going to do the fifty-four hole thing. If they're playing, they're playing four rounds. Now, some might have cuts, some might not, but they're never going to do the live 
uh, 54-hole thing. That's just not what they're going to do. I mean, one of the things and, and the reality in life, like for those of you listening, golf has this thing called PIP. <laughs> so the more famous you are, the more like people talk about you, the more you're shown on television, the more you impact television ratings through social media and all this stuff, they just pay you. So last year, Rory got like 10 million bucks or whatever. And if you skip two of these elevated events, you're allowed to skip one. But if you skip two, you're no longer eligible. Do you know how rich Rory is? It's like Tiger. Like Tiger is, the Tiger's richer than Rory, but a couple million dollars to them. It's why I laugh at this play-in tournament in the NBA that, uh, and I, I saw some of the golfers were like, you know, $3 million dollars. Or, or maybe it immediately maxes, like, takes $3 million. Like, Rory lost $3 million, essentially, of money that he could have earned, he can't earn now. And a lot of the players were like, that's a big deal. It's like, yeah, I mean, I I don't really think so for Rory. And listen, $3 million is a lot of money, unless you're worth hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Like, three grand is a lot of money to you. Let's just use relative terms. $3,000 is a lot of money if you make $50,000. If you make $2 million a year, three grand is not worth much to you, right? So part of this deal, like back to the NBA thing, they're doing this play-in. And in the play-in tournament, the winner, the team that wins is going to get $500,000. Now, if you're on like a league minimum or two-way player, obviously $500,000 is a lot of money to you. Google how many star players make 30 to $50 million. The average salary in the NBA is over $7 million. So if I'm a dude playing and I make $40 million, $500,000, which is a lot of money to 99% of people. But if you make $43 million, like, yeah, it's not going to impact my life at all. Plus, after taxes, I mean, what is it really? $250,000. So money's all relative. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's what all this stuff revolves around, like it or not. My question is regarding the Miami Dolphins. I know that you're not very high on Tua due to the concussions. Let me ask you this. Do you think that if the Dolphins had selected Herbert, had selected Herbert and the team still had all this talent around him, would you consider the Dolphins to be a top three team in the AFC? Right behind Kansas City and Cincinnati. I do still believe that if Tua can stay healthy for a whole season, big if, I think we can compete with the Bills. Well, think about this. Last year when he played, you guys were very, very good and very competitive. And Justin Herbert is objectively zero. No one can argue unless you're a complete troll like Acho. Herbert and, and Tua, they're not even remotely close as players. So if you put Herbert on the team, do we know at the highest level if he's as good as Burrow and Mahomes? Of course not. But he is better than Tua. So if you put him with the guys you have, Tyreek Waddle and the running backs, and now your offensive coach, who's pretty damn good, yes, like you would, I would pick you right there with the Bills. I think a ton of people would pick the Dolphins to win the AFC East. And definitely you'd be a lock playoff team. Now, a big reason you miss the playoffs is Tua can't play, but part of being a good player is playing. You know, I, I always, like, you know, it's like the NFL, they argue so much 
over the guaranteeing contracts and the injury guarantees and all this stuff. Well, yeah. Like, I, I pay you to play. The NFL makes all this money, not off anything but the games. All the money comes, all the cash comes from Sundays, Thursdays, and Mondays. So if you're not playing in the games, I'm sorry, you do not have that much value. You actually get negative value because we kind of hold on to this hope that you're going to be around. And I, I think Tua, and listen, no fault of his own, is in the worst situation because he has this injury. It's one thing like, you know, if you hurt your knee or fuck up your elbow, it's like, well, we have a, we can set a date, you know, six months. If it goes a little bad, could be eight months. Like Brock Purdy, the 49ers know like six months. And worst case scenario, it's eight or nine months. But there's not like, you know, it may never heal, right? I mean, in theory, it could never heal. But I'm just using an example. Like a lot of guys are injured right now, rehabbing. Nor- a broken foot, uh, you know, a broken hand. I broke my wrist, uh, whatever. Th- there's some date with concussions like, he's cool. I bet today two of might be probably working out. It's like, God, he looks good. He'll, he'll be good all training camp. Then all of a sudden, it just happens in a game. And the problem is going to be now because of the the gravity, obviously, of concussions and the amount that he's already had. Like, honestly, if you just ask someone, a football fan, Tua Tonga Vailoa, right? And they're like, God, dude's got 10 concussions. If you just went around to football fans and asked them how many concussions Tua had, most people would say like five to 10. And I honestly, I don't even know. Is it three? Is it, is it just the two last year? I, I mean, I, I think a lot of people last year feel like he got four concussions. Whether that's fair or not, that's just kind of the perception. I mean, we saw the dude basically die on the field, it, it looked like. I mean, that was... I mean, DeMar is the worst thing we've ever seen in a football field. I mean, we thought the guy was going to die. The Tua thing is... Non-Hamlin is right up there with, like, making you just pause, like your heart drop. That, that, that visual. And then he's already had him separate from that one. So, I... I think it makes it very, very difficult to feel good about like investing in this situation. Just want to say love the podcast. That being said, I'm a huge Hawks fan. Would really love Stroud, but it's looking more like we're taking Carter, maybe Anderson. What are your thoughts on trading both first-round picks to move up to number two? Or what would we do with our second first-round pick? Take a flyer on Hendon Hooker? Uh, love Geno, but you think he's a long-term answer. Keep up the good work. Well, I think it's twofold. One, all signs point to Bryce Young going number one overall now. The betting markets, all the buzz from the reporters, you never truly know because it's lying season, but it feels like Bryce Young's going to go number one based off the information we have. That means the Texans could potentially pass on a quarterback. Who knows what the Colts are going to do? Arizona trades. I think you can sit there. If I had to guess... I think John Snyder takes Will Levis. That, that, that would be my guess. Remember, several years ago, now Josh is a more fluid athlete. He loved Josh Allen. He wanted to trade Russell Wilson to the Browns for the number one overall pick. The deal obviously didn't happen, but it was because he wanted Josh Allen. So I would say this about John Snyder. When he likes a quarterback, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, fucking guy knows what he's doing. 
I, I would keep an eye on Will Levis and them or Anthony Richardson. I it would you know. Jalen Carter makes a lot of sense because, you know, kind of a rebel organization in the sense of, like, they take flyers on character guys. But, man, I I would guess one of the big, strong, huge upside quarterbacks. Because you also can redshirt them. That's what Geno does. Honestly, you could redshirt them for two years. They're in a pretty good situation. And they got the second pick. Right? So they can take just another good player. A defensive player. They can do whatever they want. Just take the best player on the board. Hey, John, Anthony from Canada. What's up, bro? You mentioned the previous pod that DJ Moore was the least valuable player in the list of three Carolina players the Bears asked for. Well, I said that, but I also just reiterated what Fitterer, the Panthers GM, said. Right, The hierarchy of, of their three guys were the two D linemen, Burns and Brown and DJ. And obviously, both those guys haven't been extended yet. So he was the one that said that, and I agreed with him. I mean, you just keep the D lineman over the wide receiver. But it wasn't... I mean, it is... It's my take, too, but the Panthers said that. It got me thinking. What types of players are worth drafting and keeping versus getting in free agency? Well, the the linemen, you always like... You can get wide receivers in free agency, Right? Christian Kirk last year. Everyone's like, God, he got a lot of money. I probably said that too. And then he, really productive. <laughs> really good. Juju Smith, and productive for the Chiefs. Running backs, you can find in free agency. I'd say DBs, you can find in free agency. It is very, very difficult to find, and basically impossible to find sweet D linemen. And when you do, you have to, uh, the 49ers got Hargrave. They had to give four years, $80 million, and guarantee $40 million. The guy's over 30 years old. Now, he's an ass kicker, but still, like that's, that's a lot of cash for an older player. To get tackles, like offensive tackles, the Broncos gave McGlinchey $50 million. McGlinchey was easily the worst starter on the San Francisco 49ers, offense or defense. Might be debate, but probably of the 22 starters, I, he'd, be, he'd be closer to 22 than he would 15. He got $50 million. So, D lineman, really good guard. I mean, you can find a guard or center in free agency. It's very, very hard to find tackles. Uh, sweet tight ends. I mean, look, look at the Patriots. Signed a couple tight ends a couple years ago. Kind of regret that one. Uh, quarterbacks, obviously. But, you know, the sweet, sweet wide receivers now, for the most part, do get extended. Uh, I mean, in general... Really, really, really good players. I mean, Pro Bowl impact players get extended. I I, I think that's just a tried and true formula. But the D lineman thing, teams do not let really, really good defensive linemen walk. The the only reason the Eagles let Hargrave walk is like they just got to pay their quarterback. And, you know, I, I think there's some loyalty to guys like Fletcher and Brandon Graham, who obviously got re-signed, but those guys cost a lot less than Hargrave. It'd basically be impossible to give Jalen, you know, 160 guaranteed and Har- like $200 million to two players in an offseason. <laughs> you know, you just, you just can't do it. <laughs> That's where the Eagles were kind of stuck on Hargrave. Lex Luthor. Just heard the rumor the Texans GM was being let go after the draft, and Adam Peters is the next man up. 
if he wants the job. Do you think he'll take it? I've heard Cal McNair is an odd dude to work for. However, it's a great opportunity since D'Amico is already there and they have picks in the division. Has been crappy for years. Let me know your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I think it's inevitable Adam Peters is going to become a GM. Uh, he was he basically was the finalist with Joe Shane. Didn't get the Giants GM job. Shane did a good job with Dayball. But I, yeah, I mean, if, if Casario leaves, that feels like the logical spot for Adam, given that he would know D'Amico. He's worked with him for the last, whatever, six, seven years. He's been groomed to be a general manager. Uh, the guy's had a ton of success everywhere he's been. Patriots to Elway to the 49ers. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just wonder, and this is my take on Casario, is like, it's very, very difficult to have a normal working relationship with this new coach who has this long, extended contract when you've just fired back-to-back coaches. I, that's just naturally, things get a little weird. So there are a lot of rumors out there. Maybe they're true, maybe they're not. But if he is fired or maybe he just leaves uh, to go back to the Patriots, I would say Adam Peters makes a lot of sense. I would say he makes a ton of sense. And it would honestly be a little stunning if he wasn't the guy. Unless he didn't want the job and he just wants to, he's just cool with staying with John and Kyle, which isn't the craziest thing. Because, you know, it's weird, right? Like John, in theory, it's like, God, this guy's got a lot going on. Hall of Famer, but it's, he loves being the GM. You know? I mean, loves it. He Amazon offered him like $20 million a year. He's like, no, I'll just... I'll stay with Kyle, who's, for all, everything I've always heard, you know, Kyle can be a little ornery during the week. Kyle's not Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky. For being this young guy, he's kind of got some Belichick qualities. Can be a little crusty. And that's a big part of John's job is just calming old Kyle down. And that's, it's not easy. But John likes it, man. Some people like being in the trenches. Some people like being in the fire, right? Like, I didn't, I, <laughs> it didn't do that much for me. I like, this is my fire. I, I want to produce content. Like, I, this is, I feel in the trenches here. I can't, you know, the grind of that. Some people can't live without it, right? And John Lynch got a taste of it. He's never looked back. So I admire that. It's all Adam Peters knows. From his playing career at UCLA to just doing scouting and executive work. And he's been very successful at it. So, you know, the one thing with Casario, just like a lot of these New England guys that become GM or head coaches, something's... You know, they just kind of struggled. Now, I've watched Casario's press conferences, and he's actually loosened up over the years. But this situation, just when you fire back-to-back coaches, things just get weird fast. So I, I would say that's one of the biggest uh, biggest things that a lot of people around the league are keeping an eye on, like what happens after the draft. To me, that situation in Denver with uh, General Patton and Sean Payton. You know, because I I would expect Sean Payton to bring in his own GM. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. No inside information. That's just speculation. Just, yeah, pay a coach $18 million. He's probably just not going to work with some random GM. Usually not the way it works. But, hey, what do I know? Have a good weekend. Adios. See ya. Volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. 
While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 